friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. <laughs> and, uh, I'm 100% this paranoid dude, and if left of my own demise, that I would lock myself in my house and have a Faraday cage around me and yeah. you know, say you know the aliens are coming after us. And all that How stuff. do you feel about 5G transmitters? More information about all of our sponsors can be found at the end of the episode, along with more information about events we have coming up. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by Cowtown Nutrition. They're located at 5430 River Oaks Boulevard. They offer a healthy alternative to that compulsory fast food craving. You can also load up on your favorite Herbalife products and learn more about their fitness groups that they hold on location at Cowtown Nutrition. Check them out on Instagram at Cowtown underscore nutrition. Thank you to our sponsors. And our nearest upcoming event that we have on the schedule so far is September 23rd, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's going to be located at Pouring Glory. This is one of our biggest events. Actually, it's the biggest event, in my opinion. We've got events that we attend that are a little bit larger in size, but this is the one that we put on. Uh, and if you don't go to any event that we throw all year long, this is the one we want you to check out. It is our FWR 23 annual event uh, benefiting the Cooks. Excuse me. I always put an S in there. It's not necessary. Cook Children's Hospital. And we've got a lot of moving pieces here. As updates come out, I will make sure that you know. Uh, so far, our lineup right now is with Cassandra May Laurence, Late to the Station, Itchy Richie, and The Burning Sensation, and uh, The Jaybirds. These are our four bands, and they're going to be out there making sure you get some good entertainment, live music while you uh, peruse the vendor market that we put it, put together for you. Special food menu out there by uh, Pouring Glory, uh, compliments of the chef, Scott. Uh, special food menu is going to include some things, and we'll make sure that you know what that is as those details come out. Come on, Scott. Tell us what you got coming up. Uh, our annual award show, we're going to be congratulating some uh, local celebrities and passing out some really, in my opinion, very badass awards. We did some last year uh, that people are still displaying proudly uh, in their studio for their live videos and things like that. Um, but this year, we've got some awards we're going to be giving away that people are going to be uh, very very proud to cherish and hold on to for the rest of their lives. Um, and a live podcast. That's going to be us, Fort Worth Roots out there. The host of the show, some of the information that's uh, pending right now, we have a, a co-host that we we don't even know who it is yet, but as soon as we know, you'll know. And with the uh, Cook Children's Hospital, um, we're going to have a barcode that you can scan. Uh, the helpful folks over there at Cook Children's are putting together a little web page um, and we're going to have a QR code on the flyer and on the event uh, information that will be circulating soon on the interwebs. Uh, you can just scan this box or go to the website and you'll be able to make donations straight to this charity. And uh, a percentage of the food sales will also be going to Cook Children's uh, for this event. Like I said, more information coming out about this big event. Again, this is tw uh, September 23rd, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., and we want you to be there. There's going to be goodie bags at the doors and uh, a lot of other surprises. If you don't want to wait week to week to listen to it on the episode, find us on social media. We'll keep you updated uh, definitely on uh, Facebook events and uh, Instagram and our TikTok page on social media, all of the sites. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. This episode is one that we've been trying to put together for a very long time. The gentleman drug his feet, uh, maybe his whole body. It was a lot of dragging of things to, uh, to get him in the door, into the studio, and finally get this recording knocked out. You've heard him if you've been inside the uh, Fort Worth podcast scene on another show called The Funky Panther. Uh, 
Uh, and in this podcast, we talk about the, uh, the funky trio, how they met, what they're all about, the dynamics of that relationship, the role and function of the EMS, Emergency Medical Services, and how they stage their EMS trucks around Fort Worth using an advanced AI-driven algorithm that can actually determine where their assets are most likely to be needed. It's wild. Uh, we talk conspiracy theories, upcoming events like the 2023 Arts Goggle, where uh, the Funky Panther will actually be set up and uh, doing recordings of their own. And uh, we talk about many, many more things. You can find today's guest on Instagram at T-I-M-S-T-A-187. And you can find the Funky Panther, one of North Texas' best shows on Instagram, at the Funky Panther. That's enough talking out of me. Thank y'all for being here, and let's start the show. What's happening in September? Oh shit! Oh that no! Bound to happen. Oh, no. Tell me what's happening in September. You want me to tell you what's happening in September right now? Uh, so September is when Javi's woman moves in. And she's wanting to take over that room as because she's a hairstylist. That's what she, she does. She you know has a salon that she works for, but she also does some things on the side. And so she's got this, um, this space that she's wanting to set up in the house. And I get it, you know, you, you, you get in a relationship and sometimes that happens and, and that's cool. So uh, we're just going to make do and we're going to figure it out. But September is whenever she moves in and I'd like to have everything done by September. So I've got a few months, although months used to whenever I was a child seemed like they uh, dragged on and now a month just goes by like it's only been a few days. So I've got a lot to work on. I've got a lot that I got to get going, um, but it's it's all good. We're gonna make it happen. Well, cool. Yeah, you guys are probably gonna get your studio set up before I finish this thing out. So, cheers to that. Well, you know, we're just motivated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's all. You know, we're just motivated to do things and uh, make things happen. Oh my God! That was really fast. Come on, phone. Hold on a second. What's wrong? Why is this doing this? There we go. Okay, we're just doing it on speakerphone. Oh, okay. Who is this? Is this Jared? Yeah. What's going on, Jared? I'm about to go get me something to eat <laughs> and then start moving shit. So. Okay. What are you? Uh, what are you moving? Plants to the side of the uh, table. Do what? Do you need a phone holder that'll? Hold your phone upright, like clamp to the side of the table. It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, he hundred percent needs something like that. You still there, Jared? What's going on? Did we lose him? I think we lost him. We lost. We'll call him. him right back. All right. Oh, you got to connect it through Bluetooth on here. Huh? Should be about to find out. Oh, look at that. That's nice. It's coming in like mono, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably going to do that. It's okay. I don't remember it doing that last time. Being all mono about it. There it goes. It's weird. All right. Well, we tried, Jared. Have a good day. <laughs> Man, first caller, first caller. All right. We tried all this right. the other day. We had uh, Matthew Broyles and Trista Morris on, and uh, we had like 
four calls and one missed call. So, anyway. Dude, I, we need to do that at the show, man. We need to just post the phone number up and have people call in one day. We thought about doing um, some, like, uh, ask us for advice. Yeah. And we just give the most fucked up advice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your your show is a... Uh, You're good. Your show is a Christian show. <laughs> Actually... I, I joked. Um, we can uh, use the words. I we, joked with. Uh, we just try to keep it limited. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I joked with uh, Jared last night. I said, "You know what? I'm just going to go on on Andrew's show, and I'm going to say all the words, yeah. and I'm just going to make him where he can't use this episode <laughs> at all, or has to bleep everything out. I'm going to make you work for it today. I've, I have about a hundred different sound effects I can use for bleeps. That's nice. Chickens, roosters, goats, yeah. things like that. It's fun. Is it? Yeah. Did you listen to that episode we did? The one with, with on Jared's, we used all the words. Yeah, I yeah. saw that you were you were inebriated, sir. We had had some drinks. Yeah, so we did River Oak Spring Fest car show. Then we were at yeah. McFly's. And we went from McFly's straight into the recording, and it was like eleven <laughs> o'clock when we got started. It was a shit show. Yeah, for it, sure. it sounded like it was enjoyable. And last night we kind of kept it. Um, I kept it a little bit under control. Jared got a little toasty last night. Did he really? Which one? Jared or other Jared? Uh, uh, Joe Johannesson. Okay. He's already put it all out there. He, you know, it's fine. His name's Jared Johannesson, in case you're wondering. Um, yeah, he, um, he, uh, he, he got some whiskey. He went to the other house because he's, you know, he's moving, right? He's moving all his stuff. And so he's got some stuff still at the original house. And so he knew I was coming over. So he brought a bottle of scotch whiskey. Well, the thing is, is I travel with my own whiskey um because i I'm, I'm bougie i like to drink a certain whiskey um only only the best for you jack daniels okay but it's well hang on not the best i'm getting there okay. it's jack daniels single barrel barrel proof okay so it's a lot of a lot of different things right so it's right. a single barrel and it's barrel proof so it's whatever the proof that comes out of that barrel that's what they bottle it. they don't cut it with any water or whatever so it can range from like 125 130 140 proof oh wow um, one of the last ones i had was 136 this one's 125.5 126 point it's 126.6 <laughs> the reason why i know that is because we we went down this whole rabbit hole of uh one point 21 gigawatt yeah gigawatt. and he yeah. said it was 26 or whatever so um that's pretty damn high because usually it's like 80 proof right yeah 80 90 yeah yeah like i said and this is 126 proof 126 proof yeah jeez uh a couple piece of ice let it just melt down a little bit and that's what i drink <laughs> man i had about two doubles last night mm. i was good jared on the other hand <laughs> drank half a bottle of scotch and uh, he was uh, ooh, he was gone we got to a point to where he started, you know, you know how he'll get. He'll start going down these um, stories, and then he'll jump down another story, but not finishing the first story. But everything ties back together. But he like, he was like, I don't know where I was going. Yeah, no, the, yeah. It, it, he conducts himself a lot like I do. Yeah, in that regard, that's <laughs> yeah, the uh, it's the it's the um, what is it the neuro uh, a atypical mind. Okay, is it's that what a, it is? Yeah, it's uh, the ADHD mind. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's that for sure. We're not we're not typical. We're we're atypical. We're we're different. <sighs> I like being different. Yeah, see. got a good feeling. That's why I'm wearing stretchy pants. Uh, you're wearing stretchy pants. I'm wearing a I'm wearing a nice little sweatshirt. Um, just I'm gonna promote this though real quick. Yeah. So band is Ozone. Okay. Ozone's a Fort Worth local band. Um, why have I not heard of these? They're guys? a hardcore band. Okay. So. Maybe not everybody's cup of tea. There, you have punk music, then you have hardcore. Hardcore spun off of punk. It's a lot more screaming vocals, very heavy. Um, you go to the show, expect to get hit. 
Um, <laughs> it's that kind of thing. And it's and it's, a, it's a love hit. It's not like you're getting the fight. It's just that you're getting slammed around yeah, into you lost um, me getting hit out of love. <laughs> Good time. Anyways, the uh, the singer his name is Joe Kelly. Okay. You might have heard of Kelly's Onion Burgers. Um, it's a wonderful food truck based out of here in Fort Worth. So Kelly's Onion Burgers is a uh, Onion Burgers based out of Oklahoma. It's an Oklahoma tradition. Huh. Um, they're from Oklahoma originally, then grew up in Fort Worth. No. So they decided they wanted to bring this burger. I like having onions on my burger. Dude, this is a wonderful experience. It's a smash burger. Okay. You put the onions down first, and they grill them. They get them all caramelized. Nice. It's wonderful. Then they smash that patty right on top of it. Oh, okay. So it's worked into the meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you get to get, have, have mad cheese to it. It is a pleasant experience. <laughs> it is wonderful. Anyways, so he's got the band. He's also got the food truck with his brother. So he's kind of all over the place, about to have a kid. So he's just like all over. But anyways, Ozone, um, on the back of it, it says 817. It's got the middle finger for, for the one. Um, but Classic. it's Fort Worth Hardcore. Um, we've got a really good hardcore scene here in uh, in Fort Worth. And those guys, the, the, the community is really cool. Um, a lot of uh, good friends have been made now. And Where's the last time you, or what was the last venue you, you saw them play at? So the last venue I saw them play at was actually in Dallas. We went, oh, okay. we went out to... Um, uh, Sons of Herman Hall, huh? Which Sons Never of Herman, Herman is a German? It was a German thing um, to help immigrants way back in the day. Anyways, it's an old hall that's now converted into like a venue. Oh, so like so Germans that were moving here and had somewhere to go to for help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've got. Yeah, I was out there with with that, but um, seen them at Tulips and some other places. So, well, we should probably tell people who the hell you are because we're. Eight minutes into this thing. Oh, man. Everybody should know by now, right? This is... What did I decide? I know Chad is Chad Funky, so that would make you Tim Panther. Yeah, I'll go with Tim Panther. Or Panther Tim. I like Tim Panther. It yeah. sounds like Tin. Yeah. T-I-N. Yeah. T-I-N. Yeah. Yeah. No. Timothy Panther. Yeah. We'll use my government name. Yeah. I'm Tim with the Funky Panther. I'm one of the three amigos that have formed... Um, the one of podcast the here in excellent podcasts in North Texas. We have our days, man. Some days I think we're doing, uh, I think we're doing the Lord's work, and other days I'm like, man, that was hot garbage. But what's funny is I always bring it. Our hot always. garbage episodes tend to bring the more listeners. Like it's the episodes that we walk away from, and we're like, I don't think I really cared for that one. And then we get text messages <laughs> like, man, that was really good. And we're like, really? Yeah, I don't like that. What? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, the analytics will drive you nuts because you're like, "What was so good about that episode?" I, I've stopped looking at them, man. Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I get it. You need to kind of look at them to, for growth and stuff like that yeah. to know where you're lacking. But uh-huh. man, they're all over the place because we'll be doing really good on TikTok or YouTube Shorts or whatever, right. and then like our downloads are down for some reason. But then vice versa, and it's just it's annoying. Now, can we? I don't know if you're okay with this just tell me no i'm okay with everything well you might not be okay with this can we talk about uh one of your most recent episodes where yeah there there was a complete debaucherous moment yeah which which one well the one that you told me about recently through text Mm. can we talk about that (laughs) are you talking about the uh the vomiting everywhere (laughs) yeah yes we're gonna talk about it look um should we just leave the guest name out of it? Yeah, I'll leave the guest name. You can watch. Uh, we we took down the video. You can listen to the episode. It's, took it's the video. <laughs> Dude, I had to, man. It was just, um, it was it was bad. So you have young musicians sometimes come on, and sometimes they want to show off. I guess I, that's the only thing I can equate it to. Is like he wanted to prove something or whatever. 
Well, Look, how, I, how long was the recording? An hour and a half, maybe? Something like that. Okay, he didn't do all that damage to himself in an hour and a half. I, I, I don't think so either. No, he I don't showed think so up either. a little bit inebriated. I think, I think that was the case. I think he showed up a little bit inebriated because he was trying to calm his nerves, which I find is, is so strange to me mm-hmm. that I get like... If I was up on stage getting ready to sing or whatever, right. I would have nerves out out the ass, right? Right. Just be like all like smoking cigarettes and everything else, trying to calm myself, right? But he's coming onto a show, and he wasn't the only musician. We had J Boy who was who was uh, guest hosting for us. Watch how was out, and he comes on and and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was nervous too." I'm like. You get up and perform and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, why are you nervous? Like sitting here just having a conversation. It doesn't surprise me just because of how many people I've talked to, and they're like, "I don't know what I'm gonna say. I don't think I'd be good on a podcast." And I'm like, "It's it's okay. Yeah. Let me handle it. You'll be fine." So I think he was trying to calm his nerves, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he gets himself a glass, and we're like, "Do you want something to drink?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I want I want something. What do you want? We got all this liquor. I mean, we have a shelf full of just liquor, right?" And he's like, ah, some whiskey. So we give him some TX. He finishes off the little, what was left in the TX in his glass. And then he grabs a bottle of Woodford Reserve and pours that on top of it. It was like, well, that's kind of strange. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. So now he's got a full rocks. <laughs> he's got a rocks glass that's like full. With two different things in with it. With two different whiskeys up to the top. And I'm like, all right. Now, I'll drink doubles. That's yeah. what I typically go for. I get a, you know, two to three fingers worth, a couple pieces of ice, whiskey. That's, that's my drink. And so he's drinking and he drinks about half of it. So he does what like one drink for me. And the next thing I know, he's up and down, running to the bathroom like every ten minutes. And he's in the bathroom for like, you know, two or three minutes and he comes back and he sits down and then he's just like more and more faded. And this is right? going on while y'all are recording. And live. We're we're on live, yeah. <laughs> and so it got to the point like at the end, like he was gone for a while and I was like, Um, yeah, I don't know what else to do. Like that's how we just kinda end is like I I know it did. This it, is it, weird. Yeah, yeah. it ended kind of weird. Um, and so we just we just ended it, and I'm I'm the kind of guy. Whenever I do my edits, I try to keep it as as real as it was in the studio. Sure, sure. Now there are there, I've had some guests that just we've had a lot of pauses in between conversations. Right. And sometimes pauses are good, but whenever there's long pauses, I'll cut those out. Right. That way, it keeps it flowing. Mm-hmm. And this one, I had to, I had to do some work to it, man. Yeah. I had to, I spent, I spent some time editing this podcast. Normally, I don't have to spend as much time on it. Um, yeah, so. and we're not talking shit to that no, guest. No, we're not going to use his name, but some people know who it is, and uh, some people will figure it out. And look, he's he's a great guy. Yeah, and, and I actually enjoy his music, and I enjoy him as a person. Just, just um, if you end up listening to this. Uh, just remember, don't don't come on shows um, drunk, and then continue to drink because it's just going to get worse, man. Well, and I need to get him on my show. We've been talking back yeah. and forth yeah. uh, on social, and uh, I haven't caught him play live yet. I don't know where when his next show is, but I need to go check him out. Yeah, he's going to start. Uh, he said he's going to start doing some busking, so like being okay. on the street doing yeah. some stuff. So that's always interesting. Yeah, there's a guy that I caught outside the Target on Seventh Street that. Outside the Target. Yeah, he just hangs out in the parking lot, and he's got his buckets. I guess he lives in his, uh, I think he's got a Tundra. Oh, with a camper yeah, okay, on one back. of those guys, yeah. Yeah, but he just, he sets cool. up little LED lights around him, he just gets after the, the buckets. Just the bucket drummers. Man, drumming. those guys are pretty talented. Yeah. I want to put them behind a kit and see what they can actually do. You know, now that I'm thinking about that, dude, I haven't seen him in a minute. I hope uh, he's good. Hey, maybe, maybe he moved on to somewhere else. Busker, Busker Wade. Yeah, but I follow him on Instagram, and I haven't seen him doing it mm. in a while. He used to post like two videos a day. Really? And now I don't see him anymore. Oh. <laughs> he's part of our Fort Worth music community. Oh, no. Hey, if you know Busker Wade, please check 
on him. Make yeah. sure he's cool. Let, let us know how old Busker Wade's <laughs> doing. I tried to set him up with a group, and I'll butcher their name if I, if I need to have it right in front of me. But anyway, they, they have these huge drums, and yeah. they meet every Sunday out in the park on 7th Street. And you guys listening to it can go check this out. Um, but it's damn near every single Sunday. They'll have their drums out, and they're practicing, and if it starts raining, they'll move it under the bridge. Really? But every Sunday, they're out there. So I reached out to him. I was like, hey, I've got this guy. His name's Busker Wade. Wouldn't it be cool if we did a video with him, like, drumming next to you guys? And, well, I didn't get anything back, but. Oh, man. <laughs> it sounded like a cool you idea You tried to, to set it up. Yeah. I, are they, like, um, the drums, are they, like, these, uh, like, marching drums and stuff like that? No, or? no, no. It's, uh, it's some type of traditional, and I'm going to mess up the details. I'm sorry. Japanese okay. drums. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they have yeah, to be yeah. built a certain way. Yeah, okay. I know what you're talking and, about. They uh, play with these, um, like, sticks a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't remember the sticks being that special, but the drums are definitely right. like, they're, they're built a certain way. I think it's out of one piece of wood, if I'm not mistaken. Why do I think it starts with a T? I feel like it starts with a T. But Let me just go ahead and look it up, because this is... But if it's what I think it is, yeah, they they come in different sizes, and um, they are very, very special. I think like the skin, it's like a skin membrane over the top of it versus a... I've had them on the show, so I'm just going to look up the... Uh, I'm just gonna look up the episode real quick. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty fascinating. And the the gentleman that I believe started all this, he makes these drums. Oh. And he some of the ones he uses he's ordered and had shipped to him, but they're insanely expensive. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And so they're probably uh, coming straight from Japan, handmade. Yeah. yeah. Traditional. Very pricey. Here we go. Uh let me let me see. <laughs> let me let me take a look. See if you can pronounce that. Which one am I looking at? Uh, I'm like started at the right, top. Right here. I think that's the name of their band right there. Uh, See? It's difficult. Goisagi? I think that's right, actually. I think you nailed it. Yeah. G-O-I-S-A-G-I. Yeah, those are the drums I was thinking about, and I can't remember what they're actually called. But uh, Is a local Fort Worth, Texas... Taiko, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, T-A-I-K-O yeah. group uh-huh. that practices every Sunday at Trinity Park across from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Uh, oh, that's where the Japanese gardens are over there too. Yeah. So. Anyway, it just goes on to talk about the episode, but we've got them on episode ninety-two on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. So, anyway, yeah, that was one of those. Uh, it's exactly the drum I was thinking of, and it's one of those names like I knew it, but I need to see. So if you gave me multiple choice, be like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, sure. Um, man, I grew up. I grew up in the music. Um, grew up. But, uh, uh, were you in band? I was in band, man. Kind of strike me as I a was, band I was, guy. I was a band guy. I what was, did you uh, do? Played tuba. Tuba. Yeah, yeah, I played tuba and sousaphone and concert and marching, and then um, played in jazz band. Played uh, guitar and valve trombone, which is a trombone with trumpet type valves. Right. Um, played that a little bit. Uh, did a little bit in the uh, baritone. Uh, you're a world. you're a, you're a spit guy. Yeah, brass instruments primarily, <laughs> um, with a little bit of a uh, rhythm guitar. I was not. I'm not. A, man, I'm not a good guitarist. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, played bass a little bit. Uh, took piano for a while. Are you? You think you're better at bass? Maybe. <sighs> not anymore. I'm out of practice. Because I don't know if you know this, but there is a Fort Worth music community like bass shortage yeah is there there's not enough bassists <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm better I, I will say i'm better at bass uh, do i have the time to play in bands no not really um uh, my my time is uh brought up with school because uh, i'm in college uh going to work i thought you graduated no man chad graduated oh that's yeah, right chad was that's the right. chad's the college graduate okay. i'm i'm i will hit sophomore status uh next semester okay so yeah that does make sense now that i'm thinking about it 
Old Chad, he's uh, he's traveling abroad again. Yeah, he's he's back right now. Uh, oh, but he, okay, he's back, but he's, he's still getting, showing pictures from his trip. So yeah, I thought he was still going. So he's back, but he's getting ready for another trip. Oh my so, god, dude! Yeah, you know, whenever you um, whenever you get laid off and you get a severance package and you get to actually do things that you want to do, it's it, man, yeah, do it. Oh hell yeah! Well, I'm, I'm not mad at him. I'm, I'm just nervous amazed. though. It makes me nervous. It makes me feel nervous because if I got laid off. And I've told him this, and so this is not anything new. I tell him, like, I'm always nervous for him, and I live, like, not vicariously through Chad, but just, like, I have this, like, anxiety for him because if it was me and I lost my job and got laid off, I would be panicked and, like, trying to, like, I'm going to find whatever. But he's like, no, man, and and, and Chad's good about this. He's, dude, back, he'd build a spreadsheet and budget himself Mm -hmm. as a child. Um, So he's really, really good with his money, and whereas I'm not, so that's where the panic comes from. Yeah, no, 100%. Um. And I feel that too. Like I'm watching him <laughs> have all this fun, and I'm like, "Oh man!" But I have ultimate faith in him. Yeah. He's a super yeah, smart definitely. dude. Definitely, he's got a hell of a resume, so yeah. he'll be good. Yeah, I think he'll be good for sure. Hell, uh, the previous company—I almost said the company name—but the previous company might even take him back. Who no, knows? Yeah, you never know. He but doesn't want to go back. He doesn't. Yeah, nah, he I don't blame no. him for that like, either. Nah, not gonna yeah. happen. The company's going through a lot of changes. I was talking to someone else that works with that company, yeah. and uh, we were talking about some of the changes. One of our mutual friends, on. yeah, 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 yeah. So we got a we, we got Tim on the show. We got to find out a little more about Tim. So sure, where, where did it all start, Tim? Where are you from, man? Uh, originally, Benbrook, Texas. Okay, uh, I thought you. I thought I thought you were going to say River Oaks. No, man. Originally, uh, originally Benbrook. I was I was born in Fort Worth. Uh, lived in Benbrook, uh, and then we moved uh, into River Oaks whenever I was about four. Oh, okay. So I've been I've been in River Oaks uh, primarily my entire life, and then I left for a little bit. Uh, was up in Chicago area with the Navy, and then uh, came back here to Fort Worth. And uh, how long were you in the Navy? I was in for pretty brief uh stint i got injured and um trashed my shoulder so i've got a torn Mm. i had ended up breaking a portion of my um humeral head good caused a bone spur that then tore my labrum and my uh, rotator cuff so i've got i thought only women had labrum (laughs) that's labia oh labrum is a membrane that sits in between the ball and socket joint yeah yeah, there you go yeah so i ended up tearing that and so um i'll be a brief stint um made it through some training and all that stuff and then ended up getting basically medically retired so what happened when you were injured like how did that happen i fell it was a simple i had so we had full i had a a pack on and i stumbled i fell landed on my shoulder continued on through um training we kept doing all these different exercises and stuff you know pt right 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 and it just got worse and worse and worse and Mm. i ended up going to sick sick call and ended up having an x-ray down in my um shoulder where they found that there was damage they put me through pt PT made things worse. Mm. Um, they basically gave me two options. They said we can go and continue doing PT and possibly surgery without the guarantee that you'll ever be fit for full duty mm. and you'll extend X amount of time. And at the end of that, if you're not fit, then we're out or you're out now. And I was like, all right, so I can go out now and just get taken care of. Like, yeah. So I took that option, got out, and now I'm dealing with a VA. Cause they don't want to pay mm. and so it's been a struggle with that so yeah um but yeah that's uh so got back here to fort worth um i was in ems before i left for the navy um got back into ems 
And who were who are you working for? Same company? No, so I was working for originally. I was working for a small town, a faith community hospital up in Jacksboro. So it was rural EMS or hospital based, but we covered the entire county of of, of Jack County. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know where Jacksboro is, Fort Worth people, uh, you take Jacksboro Highway, henceforth the name. You take it northwest all the way till it dead ends, and that's Jacksboro. Um, it's a pretty good sized county, but not a lot of county residents. Oh. Um, so we ran ran a lot of calls in uh, back then was there for about a year then uh, switched here to fort worth and so i'm with uh the organization here that covers fort worth and 14 other cities which is medstar medstar mobile Healthcare. they're uh, everywhere yeah so we're a governmental entity a lot of people don't realize that so we're government um we're bound by a board of directors um that are all made of representatives representatives from the cities that we cover hmm. we don't take any tax dollars from any of the cities um so if you never use the ambulance service and you've been here for 15 years, and then you have to use it one time, I guarantee the bill is cheaper than what you would have paid out over that 15 years in, 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 in taxes. It's a, it's a big yeah. bill, though. That, you know, that's a problem. It's like EMS in general is expensive. Healthcare is expensive right. here in the United States. But um, we, don't, we don't take any taxes as of right now from any of the, any of the member cities. And so it's a free service um, provided to the city, and then we just bill insurance. So I've been with them for maybe 15 years in September. I'm no longer on the ambulance. Yep. I'm in risk and safety. That's good. That's I do good. all the safety and all the risk, um, workers' comp claims, all that fun stuff. And now. it sounds like you like your new position. I do, man. Eight to five, Monday through Friday. Um, I'm that, indoors. Yeah. I have a bathroom that's like 20 feet away from me. <laughs> There's multiple uh, kitchens. I can Uber Eats food to the office if I want to and bring my own food. Um, yeah, it's great, man. I absolutely cool. love it. That is really cool. I still do stuff on the streets, though, and I still work like special events, which that's kind of what I did this past week. So, yeah. What a uh, what special event? WW. Oh, okay. So, uh, if you read in the art, if, did you, if you see the news, uh, everybody's complaining about uh, the noise coming from Panther Island. Oh, nice. So no, it was so loud that people heard it like five, six miles away from Panther Island. Damn. And WW is this this big rave? It's um, it's all EDM music. So, huh? It's a good time, man. Yeah, um, I heard you guys talking about it, and there were some keywords that were said during that discussion. I was like, "Not going to be my scene," so I didn't. Uh, Dude, didn't it's not even further. <laughs> it's not my scene either. Yeah. But, but it was a good time. We're going. Yeah, and you're going to go with us. When is it? Next year. Okay, we'll that's go. what I thought. Yeah. I was like, it's just "We're going to get we're going to get tickets. And we're going to go to it." Okay. Um, just well, because you need dragging it. me along. Yeah, you just need out. to check it out. Um, yeah. It's it's prime people watching. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. You'll have the best time people watching. But okay. I will tell you about this community. Uh, EDM community is actually one of the kindest communities I've ever been around hmm. uh, when it comes to, comes to music. Uh, music. Uh, you go to like some rock shows, and some people can be kind of kind of dickish, right? Um, country music. Dude, I, I've been to country shows where I've had fights break out. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, kind of part of their culture, right? Right. Yeah. EDM, you're not going to see that. Yeah. Someone falls down, they're going to pick them up. You see someone sitting down having a bad time because maybe they took a little bit too much substance, right? Of, of a certain thing. Yeah. They're going to come over there and like, hey, do you want some water? They're going right. to give you some of their own water that they might have paid $20, $30 for to get this <laughs> bottle of water, right? But they're going to give it to them. Oh, you need some snacks? Here, eat some snacks. They, they take care of each other, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is you get people who have little to no experience with some of those substances Yeah. that decide... Oh, this looks like a good time. I'm gonna I'm gonna take something here for the first time ever, ever. Great, at a, great place to at uh, an EDM concert yeah. that's got so much sensory overload happening. Yeah, that you're just like, yeah, the, the, medic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so that's what that's what we were doing all weekend. We had um, 
I think both days we had something like 40 providers out there. We had yeah. like four doctors on staff with us. They were doing sutras in the med tent. Um, oh, yeah, man. It was crazy. Sewing people up. Yeah, man. Damn. They were having to sew, like, you know, if you fall down, bust your head open. They were just stitching them back up. Somebody catches an elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh. But what's interesting is, like, you said it's not your scene. It's not really my scene either, but there's one particular stage that does, like, a lot of dubstep. Okay. And dubstep is so similar um, to rock music. Yeah. It's just you have these breakdowns and stuff like that. And it gets really, like, you get into the beats, yeah. and, and it's enjoyable. Mixed a little different. Although I did see, um, and, and I'm not shaming, no kink shame, right? No kink shame. <laughs> but I saw four people being led by one girl on leashes, and they were all, they, the four people were dressed like dogs. Okay. They had tails connected to them. I don't know where their tails were connected, but they were connected. I mean, if I can go to the after party, yeah. I might let her put me on a leash too. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was it was it was interesting. Uh, body positive, so you'll see all sorts of different body types out there mm. in very little clothing. Hmm. But what was funny is this stuff was going on during Main Street Arts Festival. Oh no, shit! And okay. the concert, the doors didn't open till like two thirty, three o'clock. So. Yeah. Where are all these people going? They're going to the Main Street Arts Festival. So they yeah. got people wandering around in like the weirdest clothing. Looking crazy yeah. as hell. That's hilarious. I hey. wonder if that'll fall on the same date next well, year. Well, so Arts Festival tried to get UBW to change the um, their date. Well, UBW does it on the same date every year. It's the 420 weekend. Yeah. It's, I mean, come on. Yeah. 420. It's happening. EDM, yeah, it's going to happen, yeah. right? And so they're like, no, we do this on the same time. Y'all change y'all's date. Y'all change it. And so they ended up having to compromise and do it on the same date. Damn. Yeah, and we had uh, two arts festivals at the same time going on, mm. right? That's yeah. Uh, thanks to the Bass family. The feud. Yeah. Man, it's like uh, the Hatfields and McCoys right now, yeah. except for not as violent. Yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so you have Main Street Arts Festival, and then you had Sundance. And it's funny that they're so petty that Main Street Arts Festival was like, we want, so MedStar's going to cover Main Street Arts Festival. We didn't cover Sundance. So if something happened over at Sundance, even though it was like a foot across, they had to call 911 just like a regular old, you know, yeah. regular Joe on the street and have an ambulance respond to that. Now, why, why wouldn't they have... Because you see paramedics at every event. You do, typically, but like it, it came down to like contract writing and stuff like that. Weird. Um, yeah, it gets, it gets kind of strange. Let me see if the, I just wanted to check to see if this thing's still rolling. Is it still rolling? It looks like it is. Okay. We got... Zero people watching. That, that's fine, you know. And it, it's it's early on a sat on a sun, Saturday Sunday. It is kind of early. Yeah, isn't it's it? early on a Sunday, but but we had to do it kind of early because I've got TFTI tonight. Yeah, and I've got a I've actually got to drive down to um, Frost, Texas today. What's going on in Frost? Oh, we got to go through uh, relatives' house uh, after they passed away, so we're yeah. gonna get some stuff. And I'm sorry, you know, oh, it's all good, man. Um, Sucks. No, it's it, it it does, but it, it it's it's a it's good. Yeah, it was a good thing. So now, what do you mean? I hate to pry. Okay, so whenever you get to a point where you you get really really sick, right? You right. don't want it to last forever, especially oh, if yeah. there's no treatments, I know, right? Man, yeah. And so that's what it was. It, it was a good thing, you know. Um, so she, she she lived a nice, long, healthy life. Had a lot of worldly experiences. Got this goes travel. I mean, traveled the entire world. Right. And um, you know, she so. She, Basically, she had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Jesse's grandmother, my my my, uh, my girlfriend. Right. Um, she had breast cancer several years ago, and went in remission, all that stuff. And well, the cancer came back, and she was like, "I'm eighty, 
85 years old or 84 years old I, I've lived a long life I don't want to go through any treatments right. I don't want to do any of this um, she can't, was can't at peace her. with it yeah. she talked about it with us in depth you know and so it was kind of one of those things where she didn't want to suffer she didn't want to go through it and she didn't suffer she yeah. had a very brief period where it was bad and then things got better so yeah the uh, treatment uh, for that can be pretty violent yeah you know? so it's a, it's a good thing I, and and I say that as a medical professional, I don't want to see anybody um, have to suffer, right? Yeah, right. And go through all that stuff. So I understood, and, and, and we all understood. So we, we're going down there. Um, they've been working on cleaning out the house and things like that. So we're going to rummage through some things and decide, do we want to keep this for ourselves? Do we need to get rid of this? And right. so forth. So Yeah. yeah. Dang it. It's okay. How old was she? she, she like eight, in, her, in her 80s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I so just like wondered how long she was able to survive without treatment. Oh, uh so, like six months mm, yeah six damn. months um what's crazy so she was in the army she was in, mm. she was in the army um back during world war Two, and really yeah all that stuff yeah she had some she had some cool stories yeah she was honored too <laughs> i'm telling you she was uh, she was honored she was uh, i loved her she was honored though yeah so now how far is frost i don't i can't even um, place that all right so frost sits between hillsborough and corsicana so it's right down there towards Waco you go yeah. down 35 you hit Hillsboro you cut over um, and head east so three hours uh, three and a half yeah, about two hours really it's about three hours to Austin so it's about an hour and a half to two hours you're not factoring I-35 traffic no on a Sunday it's not, gonna be, it's not gonna be bad there's not construction down there anymore man they got really all, yeah they got it all fixed all the way all the yes uh, te- there's no temple construction anymore wow you can go all the way to Austin right now with no construction that's that's going to be short-lived yeah yeah well yeah it's 35 <laughs> and and of course they're they're going to continue to work on that road until um you know flying cars flying cars yeah 100 yeah. percent. and then there'll be construction above it right that's what's going to happen no <laughs> so what uh you've been on the tfti haven't you no i have not it's hard to get you on shows it is uh I, like i said i mean i i'm, I'm busy you are busy I, i'm busy and, and chad says i'm not but because chad's busy but like um, between work and, and, and school and then doing our own show and then having to balance a home life. And Y'all have a like house, that. too, yeah, don't you? Yeah, got a house. There's always house stuff. Always house stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's just busy. It's hard, it's hard to get on shows. I'm not it's been a long. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, we've, you know, we've here. tried to make this work for a while. And then you canceled on me again. I know. This Saturday. Yeah, we were supposed this, to do it Saturday. Right, because we had <laughs> um, physical agility tests at work that I had to perform, and I forgot that we had moved it onto the Saturday. So even sitting in the office, you have to still keep up with the PT? No, I don't. I, oh, okay. I, You're grading. Yes, and it's only for new hires coming on. Yeah. So we were doing a hiring uh, process. Actually, it's a really cool opportunity. And the next time we have it, I'm going to have you promote this uh, okay. because it's a really good opportunity for those who are wanting to get in the EMS. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a learn and earn um, program right now. So all you had to do is you have tell me about this. all your shots. You had the shots that are required to go to college. Okay. You have those shots, those vaccinations. You put in an application and then you came and did a physical agility test. Mm-hmm. And if you pass all that stuff, we hire you. Um, albeit it's not that much money, but it's $15 an hour for you to go to school. Right. Like you go to school for, so EMT school, for those that don't know, is, is a pretty short school. You learn a lot in a very short period of time, um, but it's 10 weeks. So you're going to get go to go to a 10 week class. It's longer than army basic training was when I went through. It is. <laughs> um, 10 weeks, you're going to do a 10 week class and then you're going to learn all that stuff. You're going to pass the national registry and then you come back and you finish um, the last three weeks of our new hire orientation program, which 
when you come on board with us, it is um, strictly learning how to operate in our EMS system. Mm-hmm. And then the last three weeks is is pr- primarily like a crash course in advanced medicine. Okay. So it's all lectures taught by our doctors that are on staff. Um, they put you through all sorts of hands-on training and stuff like that. And then after that, you go to your field training officer and you get to learn um, how to do things actually in, you know, on the streets, in the ambulance and all that. And then once you pass all that, you get released and you're a full-fledged member of our team and you're out there responding to calls and doing all sorts of stuff. But we're offering, it's 15 bucks an hour for you to go to school. Yeah, that's not like We're paying you to go to school. Right, right. And you could still work. I mean, it's 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 a eight to five type schedule. Mm-hmm. So if you needed to work some on the weekend, you know, supplement some of the income, you can. Right. Uh, you need to study, but um, if you can balance that, then by all means, you could yeah. do that. So sounds like you definitely want to be yeah. studying. Yes. Yeah. It was a grant. So it was a grant uh, that we got from the from the state. I believe it was a state um, to to support this because if you don't know this. There is a shortage of EMS professionals in the United States right now. There's a shortage of a lot of shit. There is. Um, but EMS is not an essential service, if you didn't know that. It's not? It's not considered an essential service. Police and fire are considered essential services. EMS is not. Oh, wow. And so there's a lot of counties that have very little to no funding because it's not deemed as an essential service. So we're right that now... That blows my mind. It, that doesn't it, make Right. Sense. It blows most people's minds. So right now we're lobbying um, with you know the federal government to get us put in as a central service. Yeah. Um, which is is crazy, right? It's always been like that. It's always been like that. Because okay, crap. so EMS in general is only it's it's a small it's it hasn't been around for that long. Huh. Um, we're talking like um, since maybe like the sixties. Yeah, and it started off in funeral homes. Okay. Um, yeah, and it had nine one one wasn't invented, so you called the funeral home that you liked, and they had an ambulance, and they would send somebody who had maybe some very basic. Um, first aid skills. Yeah, they would load you up in a modified hearse and mm-hmm. take you to the hospital, huh. and expect payment up front. Yeah, I guess that's why I thought it was uh, such a long-running tradition to have EMS because you yeah. think of those old-school ambulances, right? Yeah, that was a modified hearse. It was a modified yeah. hearse. Yeah, so that was, and it was all private. So it was all done by these by these um, uh, what's it called uh, funeral homes. And what's even crazier about it is. You would have these funeral homes, and they would listen. They would listen on the scanner. Mm-hmm. They listen for wrecks and stuff, and then they would all try to beat each other on scene because <laughs> the first funeral home on scene, if there was a DOS, got the they got it. Yeah, and that was big money. Holy right? crap! So it was all money chasing at that point. Uh, but what's crazy is you start looking at like the history of the fire service. The history of fire service is old. Right. Benjamin Franklin is the founder of the fire service. Oh, I did not know that. So we're talking, you know. 200 plus years old right right um, 17 I, yeah 75 right something like that yeah <laughs> uh oh, yeah man, sure that's that, embarrassing <laughs> no i mean I, I, dude, I don't know the dates either but i mean it, it's it, it's an old service right uh, law enforcement there's something been there's been something around with law enforcement since the dawn of time yeah um and so those are two very old services that were deemed essential you need someone to put out house fires and building fires and stuff like that and you needed somebody to uphold the law yeah um, 1776. 1776. There I said you go. 75. I yeah, was, 1776. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you were close, man. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, Benjamin Franklin's founding father of fire service. The There was no, I mean, EMS, I guess you could say, like the founding father, Johnny and Roy from Emergency. I don't know. <laughs> the hit TV show from the, from the 60s. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Though. Out. Whenever I tell people that it's not an essential service and they're just like, what? 
I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Um, not essential. They can cut your funding. We don't have to have an ambulance. It's not not required by federal law or anything like that to provide EMS care for. But everybody's terrified of having to take that ambulance ride, dude. And I would because be, it's so expensive. I would be too. Um, and it's not so much the so expensive part per se. That's um, my problem. I had a motorcycle accident over here on River Oaks Boulevard. This lady slammed on her brakes in a Prius, and there was a cop right here on the right-hand shoulder, and I just did a quick little take, and whenever I turned my focus back in front of me, went right underneath the car. And uh, I didn't know at the time, but I had broken my leg. Oh. And it knocked the air out of me. I took yeah. the handlebar straight to the gut right. whenever it turned. And, you know, the preceding weeks after that, I was purple and yellow oh, and yeah, green I'm sure. I'm and, sure. and black. You know, it was real bad. But whenever the EMS got there, I'm just laid out on the grass, like, just trying to, like, catch my breath. And I'd already called a friend to, like, bring a trailer to pick up the bike. Yeah. EMS started coming over, and I'm like, please don't touch me. I'm not trying to be rude, but I'm not getting in that ambulance. And he's like, okay, I just need you to sign this. And I was like, I'm not signing shit. He's like, it just says that, like, if you die, it's not our fault. And I was like, okay. but yeah i you know you hear horror stories of people going like getting in the ambulance and it takes them a mile down the road to the nearest clinic or hospital and so it's like um i think it costs somewhere around 400 uh like 400 something dollars an hour for us when we respond that's a lot lower than i have heard but well no i mean i'm saying per hour right right so we're going to charge more right to offset some of that cost yeah. and everything but just for us to respond because you're, you're looking at like um, our ambulances are like 400 something thousand dollar pieces of equipment right Four, i think that's like four hundred fifty thousand dollars. All, all the equipment i should know th- well that's just the ambulance yeah oh just the machine just, just the to truck? have the truck and have everything built out is about four hundred fifty thousand dollars. that doesn't make sense i know <laughs> Our ambulances come from Canada. Okay. We have a, there's there's only a select uh main there's only a, a select number of manufacturers, uh-huh. right? Wow. And so this comes from this comes from a cam- company called Demir's up in Canada. Uh, and funny story about that when we had these outfitted, we told them, yeah, we want auxiliary air conditioner. Yeah. And they're like, what? Why would you want an auxiliary air conditioner? These are Canadians, right? Oh. Like, we're in texas have you been to texas (laughs) they're like no it's like okay so we'll have sustained days of 110 degrees you know and they're like oh for like 80 days in a row yeah or 100 uh but yeah they're very expensive so you have that plus you've got your two employees on there that are are driving you know and and responding and whatnot and they have a salary right oh yeah Yeah. and then you factor in the equipment used and how much medications cost and all that stuff and and it does build up right and so um, I think somewhere around like around fifteen hundred bucks is what it's going to cost like for, minimum for a yeah. ride. Yeah, that somewhere sounds, right around there, fifteen hundred right. bucks. Yeah, I've I've uh, heard people throw out estimates like three to four thousand dollars. I'm like, oh my. Well, God. then you get into uh, well, like just to go to the hospital, it's not going to cost you three or four thousand dollars. But you go to the hospital itself and you start looking into how that all works, and so you see a, an emergency room doctor. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, they had an x-ray. Well, they had to send that off to another doctor for them to interpret that. And yeah. that guy's got a fee. Oh, yeah. Don't and get me started on hospitals. this dude's got a fee, right? And so it all jacks up to, our, man, our healthcare system, the way we, we bill and everything's all, all foobard. It's upsetting. Yeah, but it's, it is. A, it's an industry. It's a It is. It is. It is. It is. Uh, so you said something earlier I wanted to ask you about before I forget. Sure. Um, you were saying that the EMTs will get sent to uh, a course on uh, in-depth medical or uh, what did you call it? Uh, it's just a crash course in advanced, advanced medicine. Advanced medicine, right. So uh, an EMS person, technician, whatever you call them, is supposed to stabilize the patient, right? That's their only job. Stabilize them and get them to the hospital, right? Not so much anymore. 
Okay. Things have changed, man. All right. uh, life is different here in the United States. Because I was, I was thinking, why would they need advanced? Uh, um, so we do, man, the way healthcare has progressed, um, there's a lot of things that we do outside of just stabilizing and transport now. Okay. Um, we actually have a team that's a mobile integrated health, hmm. or MIH. And okay. what they do is, man, they draw labs. They do lab work. Really? They um, will help. Um, address like people who have congested heart failure, things like that, to keep them out of the hospital. We have a whole team dedicated to um, keeping readmittance to the hospital to a low number. Okay. Um, it's like a traveling doctor. Yeah, essentially, man. They make house calls again. A hundred percent. And um, the way EMS is progressing, it wouldn't surprise me if we start having PAs be part of the teams uh-huh. and showing up and doing things. Do um, you have like mobile x-ray equipment and stuff? Not yet, but we're actually, we're actually about to get a um, an ultrasound machine and, and stuff like that's going to be going, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of things that we do. And then you start talking like, so what you learn in school is a national registry. It's, it's what the national, like this is... On a national level, this is the minimum that you're supposed to know. And the way states work is states can either have state protocols uh-huh. or it can be... Um, Just man, there's piggyback off the federal. Or it's actually piggyback off your medical director. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, so, uh, and I can't think of what that actual term's called. I'm, I apologize to the listeners. I'm not going <laughs> to give you the actual name. <laughs> but essentially in Texas, we have, no, we have no state protocols. Okay. So what I learned in school is the minimum, right? Then I can come to work, and if there's something that my doctor wants me to do, he can teach me, and I can do it, and I can do it under his his, his license. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I if he wanted me to do like crazy surgical procedures out in the field, and I went through the proper training that he deemed necessary, he signs off on it. Guess what? I'm doing surgery in the field. Has this happened? No, not that, not to that extent. Yeah. but but yes, there's certain things that are. It would not, be legal. Yes, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. Um, there's certain things that that because um, EMTs and paramedics have different skill sets and um, what they're allowed and what they can't do. Um, you come to work with us, and there's certain things that EMTs get to do that is not taught in school and is not a typical skill set, like certain mm-hmm. medications that we're allowed to give, um, certain treatments, things like that. Um, that is not a skill set that's taught in school. Y'all got a candy store in that ambulance? We we have a candy store on our <laughs> on our person, not in the ambulance. Yeah, you can take the ambulance. You're not going to find much. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's certain things that we get to do under under that um, type of thing. But you go to like New Jersey with state protocols, and they're very limited on what because they can their medical director can take away, but they can't exceed whatever the state state set. Okay. So yeah, um, it's very different. So hmm. it's just. It's kind of cool though. It's Te- a gr- Texas is neat. It's a changing and growing industry. Yeah, we do a lot. We do a lot more. The whole idea is to try to keep people out of the hospital. Like we're doing, yeah. we're working with partners with um, different uh, insurance providers to just treat in place, do alternative destinations. So not going to the hospital anymore, but going to like a urgent care versus the actual ER mm-hmm. um, because the ERs are being overran. I mean, I've got a cough, yeah. so and I don't have a doctor, so where do I go? I go to ER. JPS. Get some cough medicine. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a changing industry. Well, and you know, situations like twenty twenty through, I, I guess now I mean, the the hospitals yeah. were completely overran. I came down with COVID like early twenty two. Yeah, is that right? Okay, no, no, twenty one, early twenty one, early twenty one, Aprilish. Okay, and uh, I was waiting in the waiting room for like five hours. Yeah. And I, but that's not abnormal, and that's that was pre-COVID too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit! Dude, COVID was interesting. Um, 
when it first hit and everything was closed and shut down, uh-huh. dude, we took a loss at work, man. We um, we weren't running calls. Uh-huh. We I would sit for I would sit on the ambulance for twelve hours and maybe run two calls in a day. Yeah, and that's crazy. Where I was right? going from running seven to ten calls in a in a twelve hour period. Yeah, uh, and it was because people were afraid. People were afraid to go to the hospital. Like I don't want to catch that. Right. So you still had people that were getting sick, right? And it was there was two things. You had people that were getting really really sick, and not going to the hospital, mm-hmm. and then like dying. Yeah. You had people who got COVID and didn't need to go to the hospital or didn't need to go to the hospital and would refuse to go because they were they didn't want to burden the hospital. Right. But then you also had people who would just go to the hospital because, oh, I've got a sore throat or mm-hmm. like my head hurts or whatever. Things that a doctor or like just take some Tylenol would fix, right? Right. They're not going anymore because they're afraid. And so now we've cut our call volume way down. We're not making, we're not billing people because we're not running calls and there's no way to make any money out of this, right? Wow. So it was a strange situation. And then yeah. all the restriction lifted and it was just like the floodgates opened. Really? And we started, oh yeah, we got busy. We jumped right. like, we went, um, a hundred like almost a hundred more calls a day than what we normally so on average was like anywhere like 550 calls in a 24-hour period for for tarrant or yeah for the predominantly tarrant county yeah um to like 600 and something calls a day yeah so it's just insane that doesn't seem too surprising i mean anytime you walk outside there's an ambulance running yeah. running a call yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. yeah we're busy we're, we're busy <laughs> something we should talk about before we get off the uh the ambulance stuff sure man um one time i was having a drink with a friend and he was ems and he was telling me about a system that they use and it might he might have been with the same company i'm not sure um but this algorithm tells them where to set their truck yeah, they hundred percent. He works. He works with me. Then okay. So yeah. you want to tell me how that system works? Because it sounded kind of spooky. Yeah, it's actually really insane. From so. what the, from what the guy told me, it sounded like the computer can predict when there's going to be a call. Yeah, and where to where to be. It's taken. Um, so MedStar has been in, exi- in existence since the eighties. Um, nineteen eighty five or 80, 86, 87, I should know. It's eighty five to eighty seven, somewhere in that that time frame. But we've taken that information from all that time, right? And we're constantly feeding more inf- information into it. And it, when you tell a computer enough, basically an AI type algorithm, yeah. that, hey, all these calls are happening, all this, it takes all that data and interprets it and determines, like, during this type, during this time of day, on this date, there was X amount of calls based off of all this historical data. So we need more ambulances in this area. And it shifts, man. Um, it's, it's really cool. At some point, but the accuracy is what surprised me. Yeah, so there was one instance where, um, this is what was weird, we implemented a new um, dispatching software that we had that system before, but, mm-hmm. the, but the dispatchers were actually having to control everything. This one does everything for them, yeah. and so they can focus on primarily talking to trucks and answering phone calls and, and, and getting help instead of having someone dedicated to just moving trucks around. Right. So they, were, they implement this software, and all of a sudden, there's like at one point, there's like three trucks getting moved into Haltom City at the same post. And one of my one of my friends was looking. And y'all at don't this. have your hands on this. Yeah, one of my friends is looking at. Well, like we're driving the truck, right? Right, but it's, right, it's, right. But yeah, it's sending us it's there. It's yeah. telling those trucks uh-huh. where to go. Yeah. And so one of my friends that um, is he's a um, assistant manager. Or actually, he's an operation manager now. But he's looking at the system. He's like, okay, this thing's messing up. Why is it sending these three trucks to Haltom City right now? And within like three minutes, all three of those trucks got calls within that various area, and they already had another truck backfilling that that post. Okay, now it's time to get into conspiracy theories. Are we living in a simulation? I mean, after what you just told me, we are living in a simulation. I don't, man, 
I, I'm not buying the simulation thing, but what I am Thoughts buying. Thoughts are 50-50. Here's what I am buying. I am buying that we jump timelines. Oh, yeah? At some point, we jumped to a different timeline. I believe in that whole multiverse. The CERN collider caused it? That's one thought, you know, looking for that God particle, and they found it. And uh, here we are, right? Um, I don't know. Or Harambe died, and that just sent us into a spiral. Um, there, there's a lot of things. Don't you make man. jokes about that, Abe? I'm not, man. I'm just saying, R.I.P. <laughs> Harambe, man. He was he was the real player. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He had some kind of magic in him, and it just split our universe that, off. That into baby a- fell in there. That's his fault. Not the not the not the not the gorilla's fault. Uh, no, it's um, something happened, right? We have all these uh, what is Mandela effects, right? Yeah. And come on. Yeah, you can drive yourself nuts looking at those because the first time that I went through the rabbit hole of all the different uh, Mandela effect yeah. uh, moments and they or keep, whatever, and they keep growing. It's crazy. Like hundred percent. It's like you remember this? They'll show you like a picture of the Berenstein Bears, and yeah. they're like, "Well, no, actually, it's it's Bernstein or whatever, or Berenstein or whatever." Yeah, things like that, and Fruit Loops, and I don't know. There's uh, just all these crazy right. examples, and you're like, you know, you remember it like this, right? Okay, no, that's totally wrong. That's not what it looks like Shazam, at all. Shazam, Sinbad, he did a movie called Shazam. Yeah. But that didn't exist, apparently. Huh. I'm telling you, we jumped we jumped timelines at some point. And, and you know what? I hate to say it, but uh, you start watching, uh, what was it, um, the movie with, it's that space movie, and it's got, all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey oh. in it, whatever that movie's called. And Who else is in it? I mean, I don't remember. That's the only one I can Are remember. Are you talking about Interstellar? Interstellar, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. So, I, I do too. And um, But, you know, that whole string theory and all these different, like, moments, right? And I'm yeah. like, man, that makes a lot of sense. Things are relative to, like, all that, all that, right? And so, it makes it makes a lot of sense there. And then you start looking at, like, just the various coincidence. Like, okay, I remember, I remember this. Like, I'm pretty sure I had this toy as a kid. And you're saying it doesn't exist or it didn't look like this. But that's what I remember. Yeah how did that why is there so many of us that remember this right so for our listeners that are not familiar with the mandela effect um what what's the guy's first name nelson mandela nelson mandela died or was released from prison right he was released from prison is he still alive now oh, man i don't know <laughs> what universe are we in i don't know anyway he was released from prison and whenever the news story came out everybody's like well i thought that guy died in the 80s yeah 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 yeah, it everybody. Everybody thought wild. he died. Yeah, everybody thought he died. We had heard he died. I remember hearing he died. Everybody remembers the funeral. Yeah. I mean, and so then there, then you start looking at all the different items around that have happened, or you know, things that uh, for the listeners, man, I, 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 I want you to go back and just think of all these different things that you remember as a child, and go back and see if you can find them, and see if there's proof that it, it was there, or there's now saying that's not because it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. And then you're going to start thinking, like, is this real? Are we really here? What's happened? And at very least, it's fascinating that you could take an entire society and present them with this information and everybody go, wait a minute, no. I yeah. remember it the other way. Which that means that, that tells me there's something, right? Either psychologically as a population or, yeah, strength yeah. theory, yeah, yeah, multiple universes, whatever. I know. I'm still hung up on uh, the 50-50 chance that we're in a simulation. In a simulation? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could be. You start talking like, do you do you ever watch uh, the Neil? Uh, oh yeah, the Grace Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he starts talking about like, just you know the th- basically theory of relativity and just things like how you can have literally things just moving in parallel with each other and or the infinite infinite universe, like we are just a speck, and then you zoom out and now there's another universe 
and then you zoom out and there's another universe and well, you yeah. zoom out and there's I mean it's just infinite right it's, it's it's impossible for us to grasp because it has to be infinite right yeah. because if there's a if there's an end to the infiniteness then what's after that right if if we're stuck in like some ginormous you we're, know we're just uh we're just on a cat's uh, little necklace like s- men in black man. something like that yeah what you know? and then what's after that what's after right. that so it has to be it starts infinite. getting weird um rick and morty man I, I actually truly believe that there's you know there's a there's a <laughs> there's a pickle version of you somewhere you know uh, there's you know with enough uh with, with enough time and enough space it's uh it's impossible that there's not a pickle version of me doing a podcast right now exactly right. <laughs> or this has already been done like this this day has already happened it will some break other, your yeah. brain i know yeah it just blows your mind um man you start getting into like all the different those are the conspiracies i like yeah i'm i mean I, i've been into I, I always you know travel down these wormholes of like conspiracy theories and stuff like that but realistically it's it's the timeline jumping and just when things are just kind of weird yeah and you start trying to like question that um the, i mean the military is a prime example i mean there was conspiracy theories like uh mk ultra yeah that, that, no, that proved, happened that proved that was real right that yeah. was a, but it was a conspiracy theory right and then there's things like um have you heard of the ninja the, the ninja bomb have you seen no. that so there was some um some wreckage that has occurred in um some you know sandbox countries okay that they looked at it and they're like what kind of bomb did this right yeah because there's nothing like it's not exploded or anything like that it's just like mangled up metal yeah and then the governments come out it's like oh yeah we have this basically a samurai bomb or ninja bomb or whatever and it's like a a war war warheadless bomb that has blades that come out yeah and it just within three meters anything within three meters it's going to destroy right but it, it narrows down your collateral damage. Yeah. But nobody knew about that. Right. Nobody knew that existed until like pictures came out and they're like, oh, okay, we, you caught us. We got to, we got to explain it. Right. Oh yeah. No, that's the thing now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and we start driving, we start dialing down, like diving down, like, you know, Russia and Ukraine and all that stuff. And if stuff really pops off, um, you know, oh, we don't want to start world war three and a nuclear or whatever. Well, that's whenever the United States is going to come out and be like, oh yeah, by the way, we have this. Like it literally is a va- it's a vacuum bomb. It just sucks everybody up into the space out of you know out of sight kind of thing. We're like, what? Where did that come from? Oh, well, we've had it for years. You know, you know anything you can think of. Yeah. they probably have a version of it, right? Uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, they're they're being so weird about the stuff that they're saying right now, and I think it's got a lot to do with like you know they're trying to prepare us for something they're going to tell us about in the next five to ten years. Look, right? you're going to see some stuff. We can't talk about it right now. But I promise it will make sense in the next 10 years. Yeah. You'll all come, you know, and we're like, what? So yeah. it's like UFOs and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, the odds of that being alien tech is almost zero. But the odds of our government holding information from us on yeah. some new tech that they've developed, that's like 100%. But you say <laughs> it's almost zero with the alien tech, but then we get back to the whole universe oh, thing, right? That's true. That's true. And it's like this infinite universe. And who's to say that this is not really aliens. These are just guys that figured out how to jump timelines. And this is the alien version of us, man. They're just coming to check out, oh, hey, what's going on? And these people look funny. We kind of seeded our own reality from the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just just one of those things. Like, we we don't know. I mean, I I read... My own grandpa. You might be, man. (laughs) I read... um, So, you know, the uh, Pentagon has a UFO officer. Right. Yeah, like a whole department. Yeah, yeah, the Military Times released an article where this UFO liaison or officer or whatever has said that... They're, the probability of a alien mothership in our universe is high. 
Right. Like there's they, something here. Yeah, they've come out and said that because we've had all these like pilots seeing weird stuff and things happen. There's that yeah. got that they have that the the Black Knight satellite that's been orbiting for, since what the 50s didn't yeah. they pick it up the first time in the 50s yeah we have no idea what it is i think we know exactly what it is oh, yeah, I'm, because I'm sure. there's there's plenty of opportunities that we've had to check it out and we've like pulled back but we as a people don't know what it is oh yeah, yeah no yeah. no why would we tell the people yeah they don't need to know shit i know right. i know it's like the whole kennedy assassination they they said they were supposed to release everything and they keep holding information back right well, we'll give you a little of this a little of that uh, no it was said after the warren commission it's supposed to be released like whatever five years ago and here we are yeah. you know and still not everything's been released right what are you what are you hiding that was one of the the big trump wins right didn't mm-hmm. he force that but then he was like oh well wait a second there's stuff in here these people are still alive we can't release oh my god we're like what yeah so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's stuff, man. Like, oh my god. And it just, it, but it fuels these people, right? Like, I'm not like I'm not the tinfoil hat kind of guy. Right. All the, I mean, I'll joke around and, and per, like play that up. Yeah. But that's not me per se. Um, Jesse will say otherwise. She'll say that um, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent this paranoid dude. And if left of my own demise, that I would lock myself in my house and have a <laughs> Faraday cage around me and yeah, you know, say you know the aliens are coming after us and all. That How stuff. do you but, feel about five G transmitters? Man, um, I'm here for it. You're here for it? Yeah, I don't think it's an issue. I don't know. I talked to a a smart guy about 5G uh, a couple days ago. You know this man. And uh, we actually referred to him earlier. But anyway, we're talking about 5G transmitters. And there are cities here in, like, I think the DFW area that, like, will not allow those things to be put up. And in in other countries overseas... They won't let anybody use those things. So I'm not worried about the 5G transmitters necessarily, but what I am worried about, it, it's all radiation, right? Mm-hmm. And so like Wi-Fi is radiation. Everything, we're surrounded by radiation. So all like, day, I was every like, day, yeah, everywhere you go. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. that I am worried about, like the abundance of radiation. Right. Not necessarily um, one thing, but yeah. all the things. Yeah, that's, that's not necessarily a good thing. And then you have the solar flares on top of that. Everything just goes crazy. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with the solar flares. Like, they, yeah, they, they, they I had, think over the last two years, we've had massive solar flares. Right, they just haven't disrupted everything Doesn't, yet. It hasn't fried anything. But you remember back in the 1920s, I think, there was a huge yeah, it was, it was, solar flare that I, cooked all... Well, I, Yeah, I remember that just like <laughs> it was yesterday. You've probably heard of this. Yeah, though, no, no, our, yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of the worst solar flares we ever had. Yeah, yeah. all the transmission lines for the uh, telegraph system were just cooked. Yeah. All, all across the country. So they had to rewire the entire telegraph system. Which is crazy. And w- it could happen again. But now sure. it's not just one wire no, for it's telegraphs. Right? It's everything we've got. You know, yeah. it would it would reduce us back to the Stone Age. Maybe it's not a bad thing. I don't think so. You ever think that a reset might be uh, might be beneficial? I mean, I don't have any weapons, but <laughs> you know, I, I got rid of all my guns. Me but, too. Hundred um, percent. There's no wires in 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 the rifles. You know, yeah. th- those would still function just those fine. Would still function, yeah. So your vehicles wouldn't, but no. you know, that's why. But that's why, you, uh, like our, our mutual friend, he's got a he's got a VW bug. Yeah, I think it's gonna work just fine. It's what got about, no computers. It d- does it have an? Uh, it's got an alternator in it. Sure, but I mean, like that'd be something that you could wire Swap up and figure something out. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. There's a lot of things. You know, um, you know this whole apocalyptic world and all that stuff. You know. I I I'm amazed at our. So humans are we're the only animals, allegedly, that can you know reason to the point where we're at right. Yeah. We're able to come up with these ideas about simulation theory and all these other fringe ideas. But have you had a conversation with a dolphin? 
Like, I mean, maybe the dolphins thinks the same thing. I mean, we we haven't figured out how to talk to them. Right I now. hung out with some dolphins, and let me tell you something: they didn't give a shit about me. <laughs> they didn't want to talk at all. Yeah, because they're 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 humans evolved, man. Right, right. But um, it, it's amazing to me that we can reason like that. Yeah. But also, not just freak out, run around screaming like, "Oh my God, what are we doing here?" Like, right. <laughs> everybody's going to work. You know, church uh, on Sundays. We're just like, ah, oh, we still gotta, we still gotta live, right? Pushing the cart through the grocery store. Nobody's having like a just. You would expect that these animals would be having breakdowns like every five minutes. Should like, have just mass hysteria. <laughs> just laying in the grocery store aisle in the fetal position going, oh my God, what's it all mean? <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. We're just, uh, we just suffer through it and grin and bear it, right? Podcasting. Just, just go, I know. Building studios. It's like the world's coming to an end, but here we are. Who cares? What's uh, Fight Club, Brad Pitt? It's like, you're polishing the brass on the Titanic, man. Fuck yeah. it. It's all going down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's a brilliant movie. Okay, well, I, I mean that that's not a lot of conspiracy theory. There, there was like a whole thing that I know. I mean, uh, tell us a good one. What's one that people don't know about, I, dude? I don't know of any that people don't know. That's the thing. Like, I think everybody knows everything that that I would know. I mean, the one that I looked at the most was was just a whole like I got obsessed at one point with the Kennedy assassination. Oh yeah, like just like everybody else, right? Um, it's batshit bonkers. Yeah, like everything about it. Like you know, we got this marine that was not really a good shot that all of a sudden pulled off this incredible shot. Yeah, how he's you know just one you know one guy that did it. And he was the only person involved and all. I mean that none of that makes any sense, right? Yeah. On, on a standpoint of just like analysis and everything, like you look at it, it just doesn't make any sense. And then uh, I mean, have you heard that? Uh, so uh, what is a uh, Woody Harrelson's dad was an assassin. You, you do know that, right? Dude, what? All right, so Woody Harrelson was Woody, Woody Harrelson's father was like a contract killer. That's actually known. Uh, he was a bad dude, and there was thought that Woody Harrelson's dad was actually involved in this Kennedy assassination. Now, there's, there's stuff that like proves that he wasn't there at the time and all yeah. that stuff. But that was one of the theories that came out at one point. <laughs> later on because he was a contract killer for like the mob right yeah and you know there's thoughts that kennedy might have been you know issues with the mob and things like that and i don't know just all this crazy stuff vietnam war he didn't want to get involved with it but you know war brings money so other politicians wanted him gone and yeah you you remember the 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 thing that drives me nuts about the the whole situation is six months before that shooting he gave a speech and i can't remember where he was or what the occasion was but um he his speech included something like there is a concerted effort to enslave every man woman and child in america and whenever at as during my term as president i'm going to get to the bottom of this and stop it okay let's see who this is we got a caller here hold on one second First time caller, yo, long yo, time yo. listener. What's going on, Sam? What's going on? How y'all gentlemen doing? I am watching your live stream and just wanted to, you know, show some love to the two posters on there. The Fel- well, sorry, the Fort Worth Bruce and the Funky Panther. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Thanks for calling in. This is uh, Sam with the Failed Podcast. He is one of our pod squad brethren. That's right. Brethren. Sam, you doing all right today? I'm doing good, man. I got a question for you. I want to inspire the audience. Are y'all ready? Okay. 
Let's go. How? What's the? What? What did y'all do to find content for doing all the shows that you do? Because for so many people, they struggle finding topics and content. How do we find uh, topics to uh, to to make to our shows the, interesting? Make our shows interesting? Yeah. Man, y'all do topics. That's I a, just sit down and talk to people. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, for me, it just we'll have a so we'll get together. Uh, you know, there's three of us on on the Funky Panther. So Chad and Javier, and myself, and um, we were really good about this. We need to get back into it. But on the you know the days prior to our show, we would start discussing like if we didn't have a guest, we'd start discussing like what do we want to talk about, what do we want to bring up, yeah. and then the night before, so Monday night, we'd have a call. We'd all get on a call together, um, either through FaceTime or something like that, and start discussing how our show is going to be, what we're going to cover, what we're going to do. do. Y'all still do this? Um, we 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 slacked off. We haven't been doing it for like the past like few months. Yeah. Um, we're going to get back into. It. We've got a lot of things that we're we're trying to get back into, just in the habit of you know life happens, right? But um, it's just sometimes it's um, it comes from like I saw something on TV and I I, I sent a text message to the guys. I'm like, hey, we need to talk about this. Or yeah, Chad yeah. comes up with like, "Hey, I, I saw this whenever I was traveling because you know he's a big traveler, right? I saw this when we were traveling. I want to talk about this. Let's 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 have this discussion." And so sometimes it's like that. Um, we brainstorm like we want to do a game or whatever. We want to uh, come up with something, and so we'll have a brainstorming event where we'll do that, or we'll go out. One of our favorite things to do is we'll go to Nickel City. That's one of our favorite bars. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Or down and out. Those two those two are our places. And we'll go there, yeah. and we'll sit down, and we'll have a couple of drinks, and we'll just have a, a brainstorming night, you know, session for for two or three hours. That's awesome. And just try to come up with and and, and lay out our show for the next like several episodes, and, and have That's great. stuff generated for that. Yeah. yeah. And me and Sam were solo. So guys. on my on my pod on my pod we talk about failure. Yeah. And so let me let me ask you, how do you uh, see failure, and how do you deal with failure? whiskey like on the pod like whenever <laughs> y'all oh that segment was a fail we did it but how do y'all get past it how do y'all regroup and you know just keep going uh man that's a good question because you know there's there's some days that we i was i was talking to andrew and i don't know if we caught it on the show um but i was talking about how there are some episodes that we we walk away from we're like this was a complete garbage dumpster fire <laughs> i don't even want to release this episode i don't feel good about it and then the next thing we know we get all these text messages saying oh my gosh i really relate to this or that was okay. hilarious we had and i'm like what do you mean like this made no sense like we were gonna scrap we want to scrap this idea and then we'll have something that we thought was really good and it, we just don't get anything from it and and that kind of hurts you know because you're like <laughs> we put a lot more effort into this and it just did not take off um, and, and the way we deal with that a lot of times is we just, okay, write that down. This didn't work. This didn't hit. Let's move on to the next idea. Um, we try not to take it personal necessarily um, and, and just try to keep moving. Uh, and that's the best thing that we, that's the best advice I can give you is just, we just, if it doesn't keep work, moving. if it doesn't work, move on to the next idea. Eventually, some, I'm kind of on that whole adage. You throw enough crap against the wall, something's going to stick at some point, right? right? Yeah. And we'll find what works, and you just keep going with it. Um, my recommendation for anybody who's wanting to start a podcast, though, is don't do what we did and start releasing one episode at a time. Get five or six episodes recorded. Ten. Dump, yeah, ten episodes worth. Dump all those episodes at once, and then that way people can go through those ten episodes while you're starting to record all your other stuff. 
Um, if you're doing a live show, it's a little bit more difficult, but uh, yeah. that way you have that catalog, you get people listening, and they want to tune in each week. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Andrew, you know you got my support. The Funky Panther, I listen and watch you all, all the time. Guys, keep uh, doing we, what you're doing. I'm watching. I'm supporting from mm-hmm. afar, and I will see you on PBR and podcast here in the next few weeks, I think. I was so, about to ask you that, if, you're, are you, if you were going to go, and I'm glad to hear that you're going to go. Um, I look forward to seeing you. I'll be there, man. It was what, my one-year anniversary. Uh, that's where I had met oh, everyone slightly, right. and then that's now right. throughout the year. Yeah, I've gotten to know everyone a lot better. I so I'm, I'm walking in with more confidence this time. I love it. I love it. That feels like it happened five years ago. Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like a, a long year. time ago? It does. That is wild. Yeah, it's been a year. Well, it's That's gonna crazy. Be fun. I'm All looking right. forward to it. Guys, thank you so job. much, Keep Sam. Love you, brother. Later. All right, see ya. Man, Sam's a great guy. He's Sam one of is. he's one of my favorites to have a conversation he's with. He's a solid dude. Um he's one of those folks that got a this is going to sound probably weird, but you, you probably get this too. Sure. Sometimes you're sitting with somebody right across the table from them yeah. and you just don't know what they're really up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get a hint of that from Sam. He's super sincere. Right. Great guy. Love him. You're talking about like just that surface level energy versus where you can talk to Sam, you actually get like deep down inside. You get to know what he's actually feeling versus what he's. Yeah. Like he's. Yeah, he, he's puts, he puts it all out there. He's totally locked in. Yeah. Cool. To the conversation. Yeah, 100%. Which I'm so ADD, it's hard for me to do that. But it, I have I have some goals. Like I'd, I would like to be the kind of listener like Sam. Uh, yeah. I'd like to be on that same vibration as, as that guy. And uh, I'm just too damn ADD to do it. And then the other thing is uh, names. I'm trying to get better at remembering names. Dude, I'm names. terrible at names, man. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, man. <laughs> and exactly. Exactly. And I hate that. It's good and, seeing you again. I and, know I saw you like. Maybe a year ago, I have no idea who you are, but yeah. I know what you do. You know, right? But it's such a powerful tool. Like it whenever, is. like say you had you met one, uh, you met somebody one time six months ago, and they walk in and you go, "Hey, Tim, what's up, man? How's the EMS life?" And Tim's gonna go, 100%. "Holy shit, that yeah. guy remembers that." It, it is. It's a hundred percent a good thing. Like there's people I work with that I mean I have conversations with like once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. but whenever I do see them, I bring up something like I know what's going on in their life, and and I feel like. And I'm not doing it just to make them feel good, but I think it makes them feel good, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, that's, oh. That's reason enough right there. This person's actually, uh, yeah, he paid attention. You, oh, you made yeah. their week. Yeah. You know? I had a commander that could do this out there at Carswell. Yeah. And he hadn't even met me yet. And he had gotten an email or something saying that this soldier's going to be showing up. You're going to gain him as one of your guys. And I'm in civilian clothes walking up to the unit office for the first time. And he just catches me on the sidewalk and he goes... Andrew, is that right? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, your uh, your folks live in Arlington, is that right? Yes. Like he just starts spitting out all these details, and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> He's yeah. like, it, it's you got to practice it, and that, that was his advice. Like you just got to practice. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe the time by the time I get to his age, I can do it. I mean, that's a life goal for you. <laughs> yes. Get to where you can just spit. I don't know who I am, but I at least remember who you are. I got one more question, then we can get out of here. All right, man. Um, you guys at the Funky Panther, Javier, Chad, and Tim Panther. Yes. Where did you guys meet? How did that love affair begin? All right, so I've known Take Chad. Take us back. I've known Chad since uh, we were about five years old. Uh, played. Uh, we went to elementary school together, played Little League football, CYA, Casper Youth Association, played Little League football together. 
I bet you got some uh, stories about Chad. Oh man, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, growing up with him, uh, we we did a lot of things together. Uh, we did separate our lives, went different pathways for a little bit. Um, as whenever I got older, uh, but we got back together. Um, we actually started a band together at one point. Is, is um, y'all separate? Was that when Chad was in the gang stuff? With the drive-bys and everything, yeah. And you were selling products out of your trunk. I was. I, w- I had sneakers. They were they were bootleg Nikes. But okay. that's beside the point. Uh, right. We both did some time in jail. Got back together in jail. No, um, no. We we just met each other when we were kids. And in high school, we we decided we wanted to try to be in a band together. And we had some. I mean, I remember we had a little bit of creative differences and stuff. Things just didn't work out. What was and, the name? Uh, man, I don't remember what. Honestly, I don't remember what our I don't know. I'll try to get that for the listeners. Yeah, I honestly don't remember what the name of our (laughs) band was. But anyways, I ended up going and playing in a different band um, that was called The Currents. Um, He started another band called Leading Blindly. Um, I'm going to just say it. I think my band was more successful. (laughs) Uh, We actually, we were actually signed, we were signed with a a local uh, local, uh, record label called Jeez Louise Records. Is that true? Yeah, back in 2000, this is probably like 2003. That's so cool. (laughs) Um, I was only, I mean, I was in it for a little bit. Uh, band, our band ended up breaking up. We did one album, uh, self-entitled The Currents, mm-hmm. kind of like a power pop, um, Weezer-esque type okay. band. Nice. Uh, yeah. So we played shows in Dallas, Deep Ellum, uh, played at the, at the Curtain Club, uh, quite a bit. That was our, that was kind of our place. So you were like 18? Yeah. 17, right about 17 18? 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that lasted for a little bit of time, and then mm-hmm. I got into EMS at eighteen. Kind of went from there, stopped being in bands. Uh, but yeah, Chad did lean blindly for a little bit. Um, got married. I got married. Uh, we were kind of in. We him and I talked a little bit after that after eighteen, but then we kind of fell apart. I went my way, he went his way, um, and then we got back together after I split up with my or started this divorce process with my my wife um was that wife at that like time 2019 no this is back in uh I uh, got married in 2010 12 13 14 15 2015 okay yeah so we had a hiatus for about about almost 10 years um I think total and got back together and just picked up kind of like as if nothing happened and everything and nothing, that's know. how it is with good friends yeah. right um and javier i've known him since middle school yeah um again uh him and i weren't like super close back then but then you know our friend groups kind of crossed over and then we got pretty close and yeah. now we're inseparable man <laughs> uh i do a lot of things with both of those guys uh, whenever i can uh so here we are yeah nice. so you got you know 30 plus years of friendship and uh we're actually i, I would consider us more brothers than just friends um, yeah, Chad's parents are my parents, so love Chad's parents. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> they're a good time. Carolyn's Carolyn's a nut, and I love her. So yeah. it's almost pool season. It is, and I'm I'm here for it. No more hot glizzy summers. No more, man. Well, unless we well, no, I'll, I'll do another hot glizzy <laughs> summer. Um, I just don't want to get COVID. Yeah, we got to tell the listeners about the story. So they're shooting this like just social media video, right? Yeah, and we're throwing uh, we're throwing hot dogs at each other and into each other's mouths, and just you know being overtly sexual with them. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're clo- <laughs> when you're close with a couple of guys, you know, might as there's there's nothing more sexual than friends that have been friends forever right that's just the most sexual that you could ever be uh and it's because we're so comfortable with each other right and so we're doing this film we're doing this just because it's gonna be funny and it and was this, this is happening at a, a little pool party that yeah. chad and his parents had put together and man it, and everybody thought it was hilarious they all thought it was funny and what happens chad javier and myself we all get we all end up with covid 
Nobody else at the party got COVID. Which is wild. But we all got COVID. Actually, we think we've traced it down. I'm not going to name names, but it was from a previous episode. We think that one of our guests actually had it. Okay. And that's how we got it. So it wasn't from y'all. I don't, we don't, no, I don't think sharing so. Sharing a hot dog. But you know what? We're going to say it was. We're just going to say it was. We shared a hot dog. We shared multiple hot dogs. <laughs> There's a video on our TikTok that you'll have to scroll through, but just look for the one where wieners are flying at people's faces. About uh, 10 months back. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It was great. It didn't get as many views though. Like it didn't, it didn't pop off it, like, you know. Yeah. That's what's so funny. It just should have gone viral because it was hilarious. It was. It y'all, was a funny y'all, video. Maybe, maybe we'll release it and add different. Uh, yeah, re-release it. Yeah, or just just as it is. Yeah. But uh, who did the editing for that? Because there's like slow mo and reverse. And uh, Chad did the edi- editing for it. It just came out so good. And man. we had multiple people <laughs> helping us film it. And yeah, it was just it was really. good. I got to throw some wieners at you. You did. We that got smacked in the face with uh, with some hot dogs, man. It was it was great. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, that's that's the story of us uh, becoming friends and just longtime friends. We'll probably stay friends till the day we die. And yeah. Just unless, you know, Chad murders me or I murder him. I could see that happening. There's been some episodes that y'all have done where I'm like, oh, God, are they going to, is this where the murder happens? Yeah, uh, it's funny. (laughs) You know, as much as is, is, yeah, we're brothers, you know, and honestly, honestly, like uh, Chad is just like another brother to me. And so we're going to fight like brothers, but we're going to, we're always going to have each other's back. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, can I get you back on the show? Yeah. hundred percent. Will you not make it last a year? hundred percent. Okay. Make it last a year. Got it. Don't. Make no. It last yeah. Year. I, I, next time you. <laughs> next time I come on the show, I want to be co-host with a guest. Okay. Who do you so, want to bring? I, I don't know. Let's just make it happen. Let's, so, just, let's I, just find somebody. Here's another thing, and I'll throw this out to you and the universe and our listeners. Um, I do want to have, and I've told people this like for a year now. I'd like to have some, uh, some some co-hosts, some guest co-hosts. Yeah, man. So anytime you guys would like to do it, I do try to do these recordings on Saturdays. Cool. So I'm good with Saturdays. You can Saturdays, I'm usually I've got I've got a lot of free time on Saturdays. If, if, you, if you got a Saturday and you're like, let me see if Andrew's got a recording because yeah. I I typically I have a recording on Saturdays. That's the way it's kind of gone lately. But I'm here for it. Tell these listeners, and it looks like the camera at some point shut off. I don't know if we have any video for this one. If not. There will be still frames of Tim doing something amazing. There might be some still shots of the hot, glizzy summer, maybe, uh, in the YouTube video. But <laughs> uh, but tell the listeners where they can find all your content. Uh, you can find me, if you want to just look at my stuff, which I don't post a whole lot. But uh, you can find me at uh, on Instagram, uh, Timsta, T-I-M-S-T-A. It's a play off my name. Uh, one eight seven because I was eight one seven, but then I had to choose the murder life. <laughs> no, I, had, uh, I actually got uh, kicked off Instagram. That's a whole other story, a whole other topic we can get into on the next episode. Excellent. Um, eight one uh, Timsta one eight seven uh, on Instagram. You can find me um, on uh, at the Funky Panther, uh, the Funky Panther. If you search the Funky Panther on Google, we are the number one populated uh, uh, link. We have a website, thefunkypanther.com. Uh, you can email us at thefunkypanther at gmail.com. I'm sorry, we're not like Andrew, who's got media at Fort Worth Roots. Y'all give me so much shit. Dude, that, uh, it's not that we give you so much shit. That's just that <laughs> you are so official with that right there. Um, yeah, so you can find me on all that stuff. Uh, TikTok, I don't even know what my TikTok name is, but uh, you can find us at the Funky Panther. I have my own TikTok. I do some videos every once in a while. Yep. 
um but yeah that's, that's all the stuff it. all the stuff you guys got to check them out they do a live video your, your live goes youtube every live tuesday. yeah youtube live every tuesday unless we're doing an off cycle um which might be a wednesday um, or saturday depending on our guests we can't get our guests on on, on our normal cycle right um yeah uh, youtube again uh, the funky panther like and subscribe on there for us we're at 400 and something subscribers on youtube the more subscribers we get the more stuff we can do um, I'm just going to do this for our own selfish good. It helps us monetize. Yep. Um, we don't get a single dime for this. We do sell some merch. All that merch goes back into the studio and production equipment and everything just to make things a little bit better. Uh, we will be... I'm going to go ahead and announce it. Yes. Uh, in October, Arts Goggle is happening. We will have a booth at Arts Goggle. We'll have some of our merch out there. We'll, we will be doing a live recording as well. Um, we'll have a microphone where people can come up. We can have short interviews with them. Um, but we will have some of our merch. We've got some new merch dropping as well. Um, just keep this in mind. Big Panther Energy. Uh, it's Fort Worth, Panther City. we got a lot of energy here, so that's where that's coming from. Are they being made yet? They are in the process of being made. I've got stickers right now. We will have some shirts that are going to have that on there, some hats that are going to be made. Um, I'm gonna. I'm working on a limited-release baseball jersey, like the old-school button-down baseball jersey. You know, right, on that. After, right after you told me about that, Instagram started showing me the exact same I'm sure. jersey. I'm sure. <laughs> it's I'm, conspiracy. They're listening to us. They are 100%. They are listening to us. Yeah, so you can find all that stuff uh, and look for us in, in October. I know it's a little bit ways off, but October of uh, 2020. Uh, 2023. 2023, yeah. Uh, Arts Goggle, so. Which I think is where I met you guys for the first time. 100%. Yep, came up. You were like, I'm a fan. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. We have a random fan coming up. And then we find out it's Andrew with Fourth Roots, and he actually is a fan. So Yeah, I am a fan. You guys have an excellent show. I look up to you dudes. Appreciate and, it, man. Um, I do everything I can to support you guys because I love you. And we, and, we, and we love you for it. Excellent. So. All right, let's get out of here. It's been almost an hour and a half. Cool. All right. Anything else for the listeners? No, that's good. All right, see you guys. A huge thank you to our friend Tim Panther. His real name's Tim. Uh, excuse me, Tim Statum. But uh, you don't need to know that. He's the uh, he's the Funky Panther guy. That's what you need to know. Again, you can get them at Inst- or on Instagram as at the Funky Panther. Timsta eight one. Excuse me, one eight seven. Why didn't you call it eight one seven, Tim? Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it's T I M S T A one eight seven on the old Instagrams. Dude, thanks again, really. And I, I give him crap at the beginning of the episode about dragging his feet, but we're both very busy dudes, and uh, I'm just glad we finally got it ironed out. This guy's... He's busy like me. Going to school, full-time job, and he is currently constructing a uh, studio of his own in their backyard at his house. Very busy guy. Very good dude. And uh, we can't wait to see what what else this crazy guy gets into and more success stories coming out of the funky panther one of north texas best podcasts all right event talked about this at the beginning of the show i just i'm I'm, i think we're gonna run with this i'm just gonna call these fwr to this year will be 23 and the next year will be 24 um and we're going to we're gonna sell that name uh of the show so we can get sponsorship this year we are uh paying our musicians we did not have the funding last year to pay for our musicians so looking forward to that i don't want to ever have a show where our musicians do not get paid they were 
gracious enough to to help us along last year. Last year was very expensive. One of the things we will not be doing this year is giving away free t-shirts. Those have gotten so expensive. And I about lost the farm buying everybody t-shirts last year. So uh, we are trying to work out an option uh, where somebody can make the t-shirts on site at the event. And you can buy them from us at a very discounted price. Uh, not trying to make any money off the t-shirts. Just trying not to lose my butt. So this will be a really great way to do this. Uh, this way, you know, you need a certain size. You want a certain color. They can hook it up. Um, well, I need to sit down with that guy and make sure we get those details ironed out. But so anyway, but there will be other cool giveaways, uh, at the door for the grab bags. We got custom bags, uh, this year, uh, custom goodies to go in those bags. And, uh, as we get closer to the date, just like last year, more and more details. And, uh, there is not yet very soon. There will be a Facebook event where we will keep you up to date with more information as it comes along. Right now, what we do know is we have our four bands selected, Cassandra Mae Laurence, Late to the Station, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensation, and the Jaybirds. Very excited to have those talented musicians on stage with us this year. And this year, unlike last year, we have a charity that we're going to be uh, trying to donate money to. Um, at the I don't know if we mentioned this. I do know it's been uh, in the plans since the very beginning to... Um, Make sure that we do something to positively impact the community. And uh, I, I, I'm real bad about waiting until the moment is right to, to take the next step. Um, and I've been holding back from trying to get involved with a, a charity, local charity, for a very long time. Um, but this isn't going to cost us anything. And it's something that we can do immediately. Um, so we are going to make sure that this event... Um, in some way positively impacts uh, the community. Whenever I thought about a charity that I wanted to support, Cook Children's was the first one that I, I thought of, and they were happy to uh, kind of join us in this event. So, uh, And more information coming out about that. I'm waiting on approval for the uh, graphic, which is the reason you haven't seen anything yet. Um, should have an answer back on that pretty soon, probably tomorrow or the day after. Um, just got to make sure that everything... T's are crossed, I's are dotted, all that good stuff. So, anyway, that event, live music vendor market, special food menu from Scott over there at Pouring Glory. Going to do our annual award show where we give uh, the local Fort Worth talent uh, some some thought out, uh, very uh, special awards at the award show. And we are going to have a co-host that is going to help us pass out these awards. It's a, it's a very mysterious co-host, a very special co-host. So mysterious and so special that we don't even know who it is yet, but I'll know soon. Uh, and then, of course, we'll be doing the uh, the live podcast on location there. Um, and I don't know the full itinerary. Music will probably start around 1 o'clock that day. This event will start at 11 a.m. You can start shopping and hanging out and enjoying food and every single thing you eat that day. Uh put on by Scott out there at Pouring Glory. All, all the monies that comes in from that, they're going to be uh, donating a percentage of that. So make sure you come hungry. We'll have a link on the uh, flyer and the graphic that you can scan or click on uh, and go to the website that Cook's, excuse me, Cook Children's is going to be uh, putting together for us 
for this event specifically. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good day. The weather is going to be perfect. Last year we did it September 13th and it was it was good, still a little warm. Hopefully doing it you know, 10 days later into uh, September, hopefully it'll be even better. So here's uh, fingers crossed, but it's going to be great. You'll see. You'll see because you'll be there. If you don't come to any event this year, except for one, I'd like it to be this one. You come to this one. Sponsors, Cowtown Nutrition located at 5430 River Oaks Boulevard. They offer a healthy alternative to that compulsory fast food craving. That's what I said at the beginning of the show. Here's what you need to know. If you've ever tried a product called Herbalife, you already know it's delicious. And they pack it full of all sorts of uh, excellent nutrients. I like telling the story. Uh, I was on a deployment and some guy was hassling me. He's like, you got to try this product. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. And uh, we went back and forth for months. Finally, he got me to try it. And we did a two-week before and after. And uh, we went up to one of our friends that was a super skeptic of the product, you know, because snake oil, right? Everybody's trying to sell something. And uh, the before-after pictures, two weeks apart, um, we showed it to this guy. And he's like, okay, what are we looking at here? I'm like, you see the difference, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. This picture, you're not flexing. And in this picture, you are flexing. It's There's no difference. I'm like, well, thank you. That's a great compliment because we, uh, we, we were very specific and intentional in the way that we took those pictures. And I wasn't flexing in the second one, the, uh, the after picture. So anyway, I like the product. I've tried it before. I've actually got some of it uh, sitting here at the house. Um, and you can, you can go there, you can order your own stuff, take it to the house, or you can just show up at Cowtown Nutrition and they'll make you a shake right there on the spot. They also have uh, little um, fitness groups that they run and to find more information on that, their products and what they got going on, you go to Instagram and look up at Cowtown underscore nutrition. Pouring Glory, that's where the event's going to be. Uh, if you haven't checked this place out yet, you're missing out. It's got excellent food, and um, it's one of my favorite places. It was one of my favorite favorite places before they be- long before they became sponsor. I've been going there for years. Uh, Scott and his team of awesome people are a pleasure to be around. They've got an a- excellent outdoor area. Sundays is Dog Park Sunday. You can take your dog for a baby out there, uh, take them off the leash, and they can run around and kind of hang out with other doggos from around the city of Fort Worth and just have a wonderful old time. Pouring Glory is located at 1001 Bryan Avenue, Fort Worth, Texas, and it is a growler refilling station. You don't know what that is? Uh, okay, well, a growler is this big old jug. You take it in there, fill it up with your favorite craft beer off their wall, and uh, take it with you. It's good stuff. You just keep one at the house. When people come over and they're like, you want a beer? They're like, yeah. They're going to expect you to open up a can, right? Oh, surprise. You, you have something different. you got a growler full of craft beer. Something else you can do. Body Machine Fitness. After all the wonderful food and excellent beer in your growler, you're going to need to work some calories off. Go to Body Machine Fitness. They're located at 2300 West 7th Street. They offer a truly one-of-a-kind fitness experience. Your first class has already been paid for. You can go to uh, bodymachinefitness.com. Schedule your first high-energy cardio strength group fitness class with the best in industry trainers, cutting-edge audio and lighting system. Show up early or stay after the class for the IR sauna and nutritious snacks in the lobby. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we're trying to put together a Fort Worth Roots podcast squad that goes in there and works out together come get sweaty with us you can shoot me an email media at fortworthroots.com and uh there's two of us right now 
and we'd be happy to go work out with you. So we'll go get your free class. Let me know when you're going to be there. We'll, ha- we'll hang out. We'll take pictures of us covered in our own sweat. Our own sweat. Don't you dare sweat on me. It's disgusting. McFly's Pub, 6104 LTJG Barnett Road. It's a weird address, but you can look it up. Just type in McFly's Pub, and it will direct you to a 1980s Back to the Future-themed bar with a variety of impressive outdoor uh, things. Fire pit. Hang out. Jesus, I'm butchering this. Listen to me. (laughs) 1980s Back to the Future themed bar with a a very impressive outdoor area and fire pit. Hang out and bring some friends for pool, darts, cornhole, jumbo, Jenga, and catch a live event with local musicians on stage multiple times every week. Tuesday, uh, Tommy Luke puts on the open mic. Uh, You can go to their uh, page. It's McFly's on Instagram. and I think they have a TikTok page now for all their updates. Easy to find. What else? Where are we at? We have so many sponsors now. This is excellent. And it's because of these guys were able to do things like the uh, September 23rd event. Woodpost Metalworks. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com. Offer code PODCAST817. Uh, we'll get you 10% off at checkout. They specialize in metal signs with or without LED backlighting, fence and gate repair or installation, light steel fabrication, industrial plasma cutting, and more. Hackwalker Originals. Hawkwalker Originals. Go to hawkwalker.com. They offer a huge variety of unique and personalized gifts. Also, laser engraving to customize just about anything you can think of. Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. This is our oldest sponsor, I think. Yeah. Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk is probably the reason that the show is still around. They've been with us through some some choppy waters, some hard times. Been been there to protect us from the elements. Uh, They can protect your family, too. That was a good tie-in. You can do commercial. They can do <laughs> residential. And uh, you can get 50, 50% off a roofing tune-up. Uh, just tell them that you heard about them on the show. You can get them at 817-882-6520. Or you can catch them online. Roofing Solution. Roofing Solutions with an S. Hauk.com. And thank you to Roofing Solutions. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Tanya. You guys are the best. You'll be able to catch them out there at the show. Put it on your calendar, Darren. September 23rd. Got to be there. All right. That's all the sponsors. And really the only thing that we've got in the schedule right now is this event. I want to do something else in between here and there. I'd like to do another uh, meetup, this time at uh, McFly's. Need to make sure we're doing these pretty regularly for you. And uh, do some live recordings out there at McFly's Pub and just have a good time. But that's not set yet. I'm going to make sure we've got all the details ironed out for September 23rd. And then, before I do anything else, I'm going to make sure the uh, details are worked out for the live, excuse me, the uh, citywide live music series that we're going to do. We're going to be at different locations all over town uh, next year. Depending on sponsorship, this is going to kick off either in February, March, or April. And we're going to have a new band at a new location every month leading up to next year's FWR 24, our annual event. So all roads lead to the FWR annual uh, thingamabob. So come on out.
make sure you're there. Put it on your calendar. If you have any questions, we are still looking for some vendors. Uh, media at FortWorthRoots.com is our email. And uh, we'll be happy to give you some info. And for anybody that is waiting on some info, I'm just waiting on uh, a couple of phone calls. And uh, we're ready to send these emails out. So the uh, the graphic is, is the thing I'm waiting on. And I just got to talk to a couple more people and get some final approval from Cook Children's uh, to make sure we're following all the rules. But we're set. We're ready to go. I've got most of the info. We're 90% of the way there. So you will be hearing from us this week to make sure that you uh, have all that information. All right, folks, that's it for this week's episode. Again, Tim, thank you so much. If y'all have not yet listened to The Funky Panther uh, on all streaming services, this is one of the best put-together shows in North Texas. And I would put this show, I'd put The Funky Panther up against just about any other uh, national podcast that kind of operates in the same uh, genre as these guys. It, it's excellent. So make sure you check them out. Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever. Google Podcast, wherever you stream, they're, they're there. Okay, that is absolutely enough talking out of me. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye.